Parker! Bring me pictures of Spider-Man! What do you mean you don't have pictures of Spider-Man? Bring me nude pictures of Spider-Man! What do you mean he doesn't have any nudes? Bring me Spider-Man's OnlyFans page! What do you mean OnlyFans is about to shut down its pornographic content? Well, in that case, bring me a spoiler special dedicated to the new trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home! Parker! I only just realized we started. <laughs> I thought that yeah, was just for too, our pleasure. Like, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Okay. What is Peter Parker going to do now that OnlyFans is banning porn? What's Peter Parker going to do now that OnlyFans is banning porn? Yeah. Is that where, what you said? Yeah. Where's all, where, where's all this content going to go? What do you mean? What, what are you suggesting, Ben? I'm suggesting that he has pictures of Spider-Man that are available for a price. Are you su- Hang on a second here. Are you suggesting that Peter Parker is taking nude or semi-nude pictures of Spider-Man selfies, obviously, and putting them up on OnlyFans in order to make a quick buck? I'm saying in the multiverse of madness, there is a Peter Parker somewhere who is probably putting his nudes. (laughs) Or Spider-Man's nudes. Who knows how he gets Spider-Man's nudes? That's the secret. Spider-nudes. Spider-nudes. Oh my god. This is huge, if true. And, um... An unorthodox start to the podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm <laughs> <Why>? Chris Hewitt. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to the Empire Podcast. Very, very special edition of the Empire Podcast. This is dedicated to breaking down the first teaser. I don't know whether there's going to be a second, but certainly the first teaser for Spider-Man No Way Home. You usually don't do this sort of thing. We have, we've already done a trailer breakdown on the podcast for Infinity War... Avengers Endgame, and The Rise of Skywalker. We don't usually do this, and I wasn't going to do this for No Way Home, but then six, six people asked for it. Wow. The sinister six people asked oh. for it. Their names were Otto Octavius, <laughs> Harold Osborne. Wait a second. Uh, so they asked us to do this, and also I realised that uh, this week's regular Empire podcast is largely going to be a Viking funeral for Terry White, who's leaving this week, our, our beloved leader. Uh, and so we may not have as much time to discuss the trailer as we normally would when we record the podcast. So I decided to uh, to throw out the old spider signal and uh, and see if I could catch anyone in my web. That's a tangled metaphor, but let's go with it. And uh, lo and behold, two colleagues of such lethal cunning answered my call. And they are. You've already heard them. One of them's gone wrong. He has. He's had a birthday today. He's had a lot of cake. He's very rambunctious. He may go for a nap halfway through this. It is Ben Travis. Hello. I'm all hyped up on E-numbers and pure Marvel power. <laughs> and we're also joined, as ever, of course, by our geek queen, Helen O'Hara. Hello, Helen O'Hara. Hello. Hi. Beginning to regret this already. It's going to be great. Woo. Why? Just because we've spent the first five minutes talking about Peter Parker's OnlyFans content. That is correct. Yeah, that seems disrespectful and or uh, in- insalubrious. Let's move on, shall we? Because, yes, the, the trailer of the day hit. It broke. It had leaked the other day. There was lots of speculation that there wouldn't even be a trailer. Um, or Which was indeed, mad. Or any marketing. Yeah. I mean, but I kind of I can see where they would be coming from no. if that was the strategy that they were looking to adopt, which it clearly isn't. But 
also like least of all for this film, which is a co-production with Sony, even if Marvel wanted to keep things under wraps, why would a completely different studio want to keep one of their golden boys under wraps? It makes no fucking sense. It is the maddest, maddest thing that even the internet has ever come up with. Oh, there'll be no marketing for Spider-Man. Whatever. Bums on seats. How would they get? Nobody would know it's coming out. You overestimate how much the average public person knows how much the if these films are even coming out. I talked to people like two weeks before Endgame came out who didn't know that Endgame was coming out. Come on. Aunt May might do it on her only aunt's page. She might like have the the release date right there. Only aunt's man on there as well. Oh yeah. I mean I mean uh, yes, uh, so I've heard. Anyway, yeah, anywho, so the the trailer come out. The trailer come out. So the trailer come out. Anyway, so the trailer came out and um, it blew people's minds because mm. it's. Um, let's talk about it in general terms, and we'll we'll go through the the, the trailer in detail. We're not going to be here mm. for too long, he said. <laughs> Cut to four uh. hours later. Uh, but let's talk about the trailer in general terms. And uh, yes, we had a trailer. First mm. of all, second of all, it it sets up the basic storyline of the movie. Basic or Do does we- it? Well, do we think that the word teaser has maybe lost all meaning? This is north of two minutes. In yes. fact, nearly three. That is a trailer, isn't it? Well, yeah, but you no, know, teaser trailer traditionally is the first trailer now. I think that's what people that makes sense. Uh, right, accept okay. that that term means. It doesn't necessarily mean, oh, here's a little, here's a little snapshot, here's a little glimpse. Mm-hmm. But what it does do is it does tease, and it teases uh, all the right areas as far as I'm concerned. Oh, and... Um, <laughs> Sorry, this is Ben's fault. And, Why? Uh, which is the, uh, there's been speculation for a long, long time that this movie would feature various actors from previous iterations of Spider-Man movies. And Spider-Man. there it is, right there at the end of the trailer. We have Alfred Molina as Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. And we have a very familiar looking pumpkin bomb and a very familiar sounding cackle. And there are glimpses in the trailer of things that could be Electro and the Sandman. And I've also seen someone say the lizard can be glimpsed in this trailer, although I, I've gone through frame by frame, I can't see anything. So basically, yes, this does cons- this does seem to confirm that there are characters in this movie who are from the previous Spider-Man movies that are non-MCU. They have not confirmed, should there be something to confirm, the appearance of any other Spider-Men in this movie, but then that's <laughs> what a teaser trailer is for, right? So, general terms, what do we think? I'm sorry, I can't hear Spider-Men without thinking of Kimmy Schmidt. Um, it's a real, pro- <laughs> it's genuinely going to be a real problem for reviewing this movie. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, look, as trailers go, it's a really exciting one. Um, it gives us an idea of what the actual premise of this movie is for really the first time which to is any great him? degree, which is that um, that Peter Parker goes to pick a peck of pickled Doctor Strange um, in order to ask him to undo the J. Jonah Jameson revelation at the end of the last film, which has unintended consequences all over the place. Uh-oh. Um, uh-oh. So this uh-oh. seems to... Um, this seems to be a Doctor Strange who is perhaps uh, operating less from a place of understanding as much as he thinks he does, and more from a place of not having a fucking clue, but lots of unearned confidence. So um, that that so seems Doctor to Strange, be- in other words. so Doctor Strange, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that does seem to be what's happening here. But of course, it it appears at least that uh, erasing the world's memory of Peter Parker being Spider Man mm. unleashes all new realities. Uh oh. 
he's the only person who can remember the Beatles. That's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that was unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. I liked this trailer. It's it's a lot of fun and it looks very exciting. It looks exactly what I thought this film was going to be in that it's it's a big Spider-Man movie, which on the one hand I'm excited for. There's still a part of me that's sad that Homecoming is going to be the only like neighborhood Spider-Man movie that we get because it did that neighborhood stuff so well and I loved the smaller scale of Homecoming. But if we're going to get a big Spider-Man movie. Each of these ones has, has been getting bigger as they've gone through. Yeah, yeah, very neighborhoody, homecoming, and then far from home, globe trotting, kind of big post end game threat in Mysterio, uh, and in this one going even even bigger with with multiverse, multiple realities, reality changing. Um, it's it's it should be fun. I I love Tom Holland's Peter Parker and. I'm excited at the prospect of teaming him up with Doctor Strange. Obviously, I think he played off Tony Stark really, really well, and that's been a key part of both of the Spider-Man movies so far, even in Tony's absence in Far From Home. Mm-hmm. And as another character who's kind of similarly authoritative and a bit roguish, but has a different flavour to Tony Stark, having a different kind of mentor, a different person for Peter Parker to go to, should spice things up a bit. It should give us a, a, a different kind of flair, a, a weirder, uh, trippier flair, yeah. maybe. Yeah. He has bad taste in mentors, I would say. <laughs> I think, God bless him, he just looks up to pretty much everybody. And, and I think anyone you know. who can grow facial hair, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. yes, you yeah. are an adult, and therefore I must respect you. He, he, he has a lack of male role models in his life, let's be honest. You know. Yeah, after Uncle Ben got killed when all that rice fell on him. <laughs> wow. Um, so anyway, this does this premise does slightly echo the comic book storyline. Uh, One more day, the J. Michael Straczynski, who of course has a past for life, having written Babylon Five, but really tested his past for life with this story, which is well written and everything, but everybody hated it because it basically uh, retconned. Peter's entire character development over years, <laughs> in particular his marriage to MJ. So um, yeah, it was an attempt to sort of, you know, clean up the Spider timeline and sort of simplify the, the sheer number of Spider-Man titles that Marvel had at the time. But but yeah, the whole world with one voice called out, yeah, we don't like it. You don't like that? You try the clone saga for size. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it's... Uh, it's weirdly simultaneously dangerous territory and interesting yeah. territory for Marvel to tackle because most of the stuff that they've kind of sprung off in the past has been their more popular storylines. So it's interesting that they're sort of taking a little bit, at least, of creative DNA from, you know, a very unpopular one. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I, I haven't, I don't think anyone has because of for the nature of the pandemic that we're all living through at the moment. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to anybody from the production yet, so I don't know for sure how much One More Day has has uh, fed into John Watts' thoughts. But as always, they, they take these things and they have they take inspiration from them. Sometimes the inspiration can be oh yeah, it's just gonna be very, very yeah, loose at best. Yeah, I mean it's absolutely. not they're never gonna recreate that. Not least because, you know, he's a freaking teenager. He isn't married, you know. He's not. <laughs> and Mephisto not. is not, as far as we know, involved. And of course he was in the comics. At some point, at some point 
at some point in all these podcasts, whether it's WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Shang-Chi, which we haven't done yet, or um, uh, Loki, at some point when someone says Mephisto is going to be in this, <laughs> someone's going to be right. At the, the law okay. of averages suggests sure. that at some point we're going to be right about that. And I've already seen talk of Mephisto naturally because that's what people do. No talk of Reed Richards yet. Uh, although it's, it's all going there. It's all leading there. It's all leading to the FF as far as I'm concerned, especially since John Watts is moving on to the FF after uh, Spider-Man, which is interesting. I have a, I have a theory. Should we get into it? it yes. Could be bunnies. Sure. Could be uh, let's get into the trailer. And then my theory will come up as the uh, as it goes on. One thing I will say, because I haven't talked about my general reaction to the trailer first before we uh, we get into the uh, the frame by frame breakdown, is that yeah, I'm tremendously excited. As any regular listeners to the podcast will know, I've been on board with this multiverse bringing back different characters from the, the previous Spider-Man movies, the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies and the Mark Webb Spider-Man movies. Uh, I've been on board with that ever since it was rumoured. And every little bit of confirmation, every little casting rumour, whether it's Jamie Foxx's Electro or Alfred Molina, who basically just... And I wonder if partially the reason why Doc Ock is in the trailer is because Alfred Molina talked at length in an interview last year about being in the movie. So they were like, well, cat's out of the bag. Now we might as well just stick Doc Ock in here. Um, I'm hugely, hugely on board with this. I'm very, very excited about this as a, as a prospect. I think this could be... Obviously, very, very different to what Spider-Verse did. It's live action for one thing and looks very, very different. But this could really, really be very exciting and just opening up all kinds of different doors in the Marvel Universe and beyond. I think one of the things I'm slightly concerned about is that the scale of this thing is so big and the stakes are so high that it might lose some of the heart and the humor and the character that uh, really stand out about the first two Spider-Man movies that John Watts has directed in the MCU. I love both these movies, Homecoming and, and Far From Home. Uh, they're both in and around my top 10. Um, and I'm really, really hopeful that you know this one will, will join them there or maybe even be higher than that. But I do worry about, you know, are we going to get the same Peter and Ned relationship? Are we going to get the same Peter and MJ relationship? Are you still going to get wisecracks? Uh, you know, is there still going to be that sort of homespun heart here when everything's so huge? We shall see. But anyway. I just want Peter and Flash dunking on each other at every opportunity. That is that is the good stuff. All right. So uh, we won't go frame by frame because that would be ridiculous and we'll be here all year. But I do have the uh, the trailer up. Is it playing for you guys? It is, yeah. On the screen there? Okay. I've shared it with you. Uh, so we start with Peter and MJ on a roof. Oh, that's nice. So Sandea mm. uh, is back as MJ. Uh, have we ever learned her surname? I can't remember. I don't think we have. Have we? I don't, I don't remember hearing so. it, unless it was like red eye on a class list or something. Yeah. You presume it's Watson, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and if you see, she's got the uh, the front the front of the newspaper says Spider Minions. And uh, this is nice. I mean, so they, you know, they're, having a, they're having a nice little time on the roof. Presumably this is one of the few moments they can snatch away uh, from the, the paparazzi, because at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, J. Jonah Jameson, the prick, uh, oh, outed Peter as Spider-Man, turning him into public enemy number one because everyone thinks he's killed Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. So here they are on the roof. Nice. Oh, lovely. Up on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. But yeah, really cute. And and this whole idea that he's hypnotised her. Lol. What if he has? He would never. Evil. 
evil. Uh, so then they're swinging through New York. This seems to be from the the last movie or the continuation of it mm. uh, when they're swinging through New York. Uh, then we're in a police station because Peter, I assume, hasn't been arrested. He's probably turned himself in because he's a good kid and it's the right thing to do. And he's insistent that he didn't kill Mysterio. How does Helen, mm-hmm. as a trained barista, oh how does that hold up to scrutiny? Is Peter responsible for the death of Mysterio or is it this mens rea fellow that you're always talking about? Um, he is, right. So mens rea and responsibility are different subjects. So you can not have mens rea f- in terms of murder, but still be responsible for killing somebody. And anyway, um, uh, but I don't think he's either. I think from what we saw, in the last mm-hmm. film, it's clear that he has neither. Whether he can prove that in the wake of the falsified evidence from Mysterio himself it remains to be seen. But it does appear that this maybe takes place early-ish in the film, that there's all this mm-hmm. sort, of, sort of police hoo-ha and then they let him go. So somebody must come forward and go, that evidence is falsified, yo. So... That's what I'm guessing. He's an Avenger. He saved half the universe or helped save half the universe or was there when half the universe was saved. He was adjacent to the half the universe being saved. Um, So let him go. Yeah. He carried the gauntlet for a bit. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Yes. So there's this this shot here. There's the the wide shot of the police station. Someone has already suggested that this person, have you seen this this, this rumour? No. Someone has suggested, can you see my my arrow? I just Mm -hmm. want to make sure you can see what I can see. see The guy in the middle. The arrow pointed at this chap here in the white shirt that some people are suggesting this is Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Now, I don't think that is. doesn't. Because mm. there's a cop with a white shirt in the next scene. Yeah. I think it's just a cop. Do you think that um, giant exclamation mark on the computer screen is unfinished VFX? Oh. See now, yeah, this is this is the good stuff. No, no that's not an exclamation mark. That's a that's a logo. That's a police logo. That's it's the a NYPD police shield. logo. Oh, okay, that's, with the, yeah, with the yeah. login box underneath it. All yeah, right, yeah. from this angle. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> unfinished effects in the trailer. What do you think this is? The Eternals. Um, Peter is handcuffed ooh. to a table. Good luck with that, kid. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. What are they doing? He's Spider-Man, you idiots. <laughs> I was just thinking, but they don't know he's Spider-Man. But of course they do, because that's the whole point of the movie. <laughs> carry on. Please carry on. Ben's high on cake. <laughs> Tom Holland t-shirt watch. Uh, mm-hmm. What's he saying there? Is that physics is radical? I think he's saying that. That's a, I'm sure he's worn that in a previous movie. It's just recycling ideas. This is just nonsense. <laughs> So the uh, he's explaining to the cops that he didn't kill Mysterio. Yep. And and they're all they must be like, yep, we believe you, kid, because here you go, you live your life, and it must be tricky for him living his life because you know everyone now knows who he is and mm. where he is and can try and kill him at any time and the people he loves. Uh oh. Uh oh, spaghettios. Uh, so he's talking to MJ. Uh, then there's lots of people following him. Oh, Mephisto, <laughs> devil in disguise <laughs> poster. Confirmed. Again, I think if you just put, you know, devil horns and a goatee on Peter Parker, that does not actually confirm Mephisto. Just, just FYI. But look, next to the devil sign, there's a hand pointing at Peter Parker's face, which means Peter Parker is Mephisto. And look, Ned knows it behind him. Look at that look on Ned's face. He knows the truth. He knows. Ned knows. That really would be um, a swerve. Wow. Oh, there's MJ. Oh, Peter and MJ are holding hands. Oh. There's, a, there's a very sort of... Um, Brian versus Board of Education, he looked to that walk through the baying crowds, I have to say. It's really unpleasant. Mm. Mm. Where do you think they're going? Is that school? Or, that's school. Or they, yeah, 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 okay. 
so then Peter is on the sofa. This is fun for people who are, who are listening to people literally watching a trailer uh, live, but this is what we do, folks. Uh, and we have MJ and Peter uh, as Spider-Man and they're being surrounded by helicopters. I think this is from the opening of the movie. So I suspect mm-hmm. that the movie picks up almost immediately after the last movie finishes. Yeah. I, I don't like them being up there on that Looks bridge wobbly. in particular. I suspect MJ's not happy about it either. No, she doesn't look like it. But do you know what I mean? Given spider history, uh, and, and I, I agree with you, I think it's from the, the start of the film, so I don't think we have to worry about her safety. But um, given spider oh. history and him being up on top of bridges with girls, I don't think they should be. Like, it's not safe. Mm-mm. Are Hard you suggesting that she might be bridged? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Too soon. Um, Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen's only been dead for like 30 years. 40 nearly. <laughs> Shit. No, I just I, I I just think it's a deliberate little thing that's meant to put us at ill at ease. But mm-hmm. it does it does seem as he walks through the crowded corridors with everyone videoing him that you know Peter's having a not good day, no good, very bad, horrible day even. Here I wonder: is this realistic that everybody would have their phones out and everyone everyone would be filming Peter? Surely one person wouldn't be doing it, you know. There's that one person on the left hand side who doesn't obviously have a phone eye. There you go. That's true. Uh, also, I don't know if you noticed, but going back here to this shot, uh, that on the TV is Betty Brandt in the mm-hmm. in the corner. Now, is she reporting for the high school news channel, or is she has she graduated to becoming a, a news reporter in her own right? Anyway, so Peter's walking through the corridor. He's obviously this is not good for him. You know, this is a little bit like the setup for Far From Home, where they're they're setting up that. It's not a good time to be Peter Parker. It's never a good time to be Peter Parker, quite frankly, but uh, it's not a good time for him post Tony's death. And it's not a good time for him post the revelation of his identity. So now you have this shot where we see him and Aunt May watching J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons, the original multiverse buster on the TV screen. First time he's in the trailer, apart from that previous you know, Parker, Parker, Parker revelation. Mm. Uh, so that's cool. Who are they looking at? The camera move indicates that they're looking at someone or something. Who is it? Someone has knocked upon the door. Oh my Happy, God. Maybe. They look pissed off. I wonder if someone's invaded their home a little bit, maybe, you know. Oh, like maybe that's people breaking in. Yeah. Or the, the police yeah. breaking down the door. Um, yeah. It also, I mean, there's a quite a lot of those pictures in this uh, of trailer of him talking to people via phone or staying at home in a way that we haven't seen before. So possibly house arrest for a bit. For murder. I mean, no, but like for, I don't know, various things that they're trying to figure out if they want to charge Spider-Man for, potentially. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So then we have Peter and he's, oh, he's been boxed into a corner, hasn't he? And he's been thinking about how to fix all of this. And then he sees um, (laughs) some Halloween decorations, lights that appear to be Doctor Strange, but vampire Doctor Strange. These are weird looking. Like, they look like a witch, but then they have a goatee. They're very strange. <laughs> not, pun not intended. Yes. Yeah, I guess. It's not, not great. The likeness isn't great. Uh, <laughs> then we have a Sony logo, then a Columbia logo. Then we have the Marvel Studios logo. A wow, this silence. is fascinating. This is what they pay uh, us the big bucks get for. The, get the old uh, kazoos out, Ben. Here we go. Uh, so then he goes to... 177 Blicker Street, which is, of course, where Doctor Strange is meant to live. But if you go there in real life in New York, it's actually a bodega or... Well, that's what just, you see. It's really disappointing. Is the bodega anyway. cat a bodega flirkin? <laughs> so then he goes into... He just he just opens the door and there is Doctor Strange 
floating around. And this is really interesting. The the inside of the Sanctum Sanctorum is covered in snow. Mm. So we've got a couple of options here. We know that the Ancient One was also Jadis, the White Queen of Narnia. And maybe some <laughs> kind of like curse finally kicked in. Um, I mean, we know that from the... Uh, the day after tomorrow that New York might have flooded and frozen in some reality out there. Maybe this is the after effect of this. It's pretty much what that movie looked like at the end. Yeah. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. With Mysterio. I think frozen is the key word here. The multiverse is open. Elsa has made her way into the Sanctum Santorum. And uh, this is what you get. Or maybe uh, Doctor Strange has been doing some karaoke with Wong. Maybe he sang Let It Go and it all got too much and suddenly blasted out ice powers. And uh, yeah. I don't know, there's lots of theories. Many, many theories. Lots of theories. Lots of theories. Anyway, so there's a nice little uh, funny interchange here between, uh, uh, what's his name? Dr. Strange. <laughs> so, I do know what I'm talking about, folks. Honest, I've, I've, I've seen some of these movies. Um, and, and Spider-Boy. Spider-Boy mm. and Strange Doctor are talking to each other. And uh, it's nice, it's a decent little exchange. You know, it's this cute. gives me hope yeah. and humour here. This is the most analysed outfit, I think, of the, of the entire trailer. Yeah, Doctor Strange's puffer jacket with the uh, floaty cape still on, on it is great. <laughs> what's the shirt he's wearing? What's, it's the, what's the hoodie? It's Columbia, Columbia University. Yeah. Okay, all right. Which is his alma mater in the in the comics. And you know he's the sort of guy who what he's supposed to be what in his forties or something is still wearing his like college sweatshirt because he just loves uh, academia so much. He's so up himself. I feel so seen. <laughs> this moment uh, anywho so Peter basically has come to Doctor Strange and says hey listen I don't like everyone knowing who I am it's making my life a, a living hell is there anything you can do as the possible Sorcerer Supreme to rectify the situation mm. oh, here's a, oh here's a shot here's a shot by the way before we get into that so here's a shot that doesn't seem to bear any resemblance to anything else in the movie and this is Peter in a black Spider-Man suit taking his mask off in what appears to be some sort of I want to say rest home or yeah like canteen halfway house yeah something something sort of uh, um, institutional a little bit I would say and also it's a it's a if you look at it he's not doing that Stark thing where he where it's Stark tech and the mask immediately comes around you know he can take the mask off or it immediately you know nanotech disappears mm. this is an old-fashioned costume and this is an old-fashioned mask that he takes off with his old-fashioned hat uh and there's a guy here who is pointing basically gesturing so chasing to, somebody you think he's either chasing someone or he's being told to get out or something yeah but i yeah i, I don't know what the hell's going on here this is uh, interesting i think but it's a chasing I, that guy looks helpful rather than you know angry yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, it doesn't feel right that Spider-Man has the people of New York turned against him. They feel yeah. like he needs them on his side. So maybe that that's just something that happens. Anyway, we go back. Uh, then we have Peter and MJ being surrounded by people uh, on West 33rd Street. Again, that might back. be from that opening scene, I think, from the way she's dressed. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good spot. Uh, so then we're back in the uh, Doctor Strange's gaff. Scene of Doctor Strange levitating because he can the show off. Why is he still wearing the uh, the Eye of Akimoto? You know, I mean, it just completes the look, doesn't it? It ties the whole outfit together. <laughs> it's like the uh, the dude's rug really yeah. ties the room together. 
Yeah, because there's no Infinity Stone in that. And anyway, so then we have, this is a key moment. So we have Wong. Wong is in here, played by Benedict Wong. And uh, he basically says, Strange, do not cast that spell. It's a really, really dangerous spell. And Strange goes, don't worry, I won't cast it. And then the second Wong, who has suitcases with him. So have they been on some sort of skiing holiday within the Sanctum Sanctorum? Anyway, or the second... The heating is so broken, more likely Wong's like, screw this, I'm out of here, I'm going somewhere warmer. That's genuinely what I take from his whole demeanour in that moment. <laughs> See, I still think this means that Wong is Strange's boss at this point. I still don't think Strange is a Sorcerer Supreme. I'm, you know, If anyone wants to officially disabuse me of that notion, then, then please do. Anyway, so uh, Wong goes through the portal back to um, Kamertage, and then we have... The wink. Oh, Strange the looking wink. like not. <laughs> what yeah. a good wink. Where does it stand in terms of Agatha's wink? Ooh, it's not quite as over the top, yeah. but it's, it's, uh, I love that our two magic people do very good winks. Why is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should we get into my theory? <sighs> okay. Ooh, okay. Bring it. I wonder if this is Doctor Strange. What? Oh. <sighs> what do you think it is? Mephisto. <laughs> is it though? I don't know. Okay. There's something about his behavior in this trailer that I know we can write off as Doctor Strange, and you know any behavior that, that Stephen Strange does is by default strange behavior. But there's something about the fact that he so readily agrees to do a spell that he knows it's incredibly dangerous. I'm sure there's more more to it in the movie. I, I don't think the movie's going to be three minutes long. I think there'll be a little bit more. I'm sure there's more of persuasion going on ultimately and you know it's not just simply a case of him being so glib that he dismisses Wong's concerns with a with a little wink and then goes ahead and does it but there's something about his demeanor in this trailer there's something about the way he carries himself that I wonder if there's a little bit of an adversarial quality to him and Peter in this and I do wonder if it's always going to be Doctor Strange I think he, I think we I think it will be Doctor Strange. I think there will be Doctor Strange in this movie. But I wonder if this is Doctor Strange. I wonder if this is maybe a trap to get Peter to do something because whoever it is, if it is Doctor Strange, he's clearly casting a spell. Mm. So, yeah. but who else could do that apart from Mephisto? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think what we're seeing is a Doctor Strange who still has some work to do on himself, mm-hmm. and I think that. This maybe sets up in the in the multiverse of madness. In that respect, this is a Doctor Strange. I don't think Wong is exactly his boss, but I don't think he is Wong's boss either. I think at the moment they are heads of their respective chapter houses. They're equals. Yeah, they're colleagues. Colleagues. Yes, I agree with that. I, I think you get that vibe from them in the beginning of uh, Infinity War. Is that they are you know more or less on a par. But I do think that he's perhaps gotten to a point now where he has outrun his knowledge and outrun certainly his wisdom and is maybe, you know, dealing with some unearned confidence, which would certainly be in character. So I wonder if that unearned confidence creates disaster here and or in the multiverse of madness. And I cannot stop saying mountains. The multiverse of mountains. I agree. I think there's an element here of when he's saying to Peter, like, stop distracting me, you're going to ruin the spell, that he's like, 
this is complicated, but I can do this. I've got this. And maybe without Peter there blabbing on about Ned and uh, MJ, he actually might be able to do that spell and do it well. But with extra bits of distractions, he's like, suddenly, I don't got this. Oh, no, it's all gone bad. And also, he should have have thought of, you know, MJ and Ned and, and the fact that normal people have normal people in their lives, you know? But this is Peter this is Peter Parker and that's what we love about this version of the character. He is impetuous and he does he doesn't think before no, he No, no I meant Strange in. should have thought about whether oh. there were any, you know, caveats to the spell and actually done a little bit of a patient research before, you know, operating, if you will. Taken health records, that kind of thing. Can you do a spell that makes everyone in the world forget that Peter is Spider Man? except a few people. But here's my question. Shouldn't he have had that conversation with his patient first? So in the same way that if he was about to perform surgery, he'd go, look, there's a 5% chance this will kill you, but if it doesn't kill you, it'll fix your brain cancer, right? And I think he has to go here, look, you say you want everyone to forget you, but the only way to do that is for everybody to forget that you're Spider-Man. There is no caveat. Do you still want to proceed? Yes, no. You know, mm-hmm. he. I, I'm just saying he's not a very good doctor or sorcerer, from what we see here. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 a very very good point. All right. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> doctor say he only he has a fifty fifty chance of living, so there's only a ten percent chance of that. Oh my god, what a gag! Uh, right. So. Peter is now getting all kinds of head up and he's not sure about this and he's, so many he immediately regrets thoughts. this decision and and he's tampered with the spell. This could be very funny in the uh, in the movie. So then something happens. You know, so the spell goes awry. There are colors and flashes of light that are um, synonymous with the multiverse. Then this Christmas. And then we get Peter Parker and Spider-Man in what looks like a Doctor Strange movie. And by that, I mean the buildings are acting all weird. Oh, and no. this is really cool. The the fact that it seems to be that the, the multiverse stuff cracking open here is due to Stranger Spell is interesting to me because I think we all kind of assumed post-Loki that that was going to be the, the sort of multiversal fracture that spreads across the whole MCU. It's kind of interesting to me that we might get multiple versions and multiple reasons of why this is all kind of blurring and crossing over. No, the multiverse opens in Loki. The Loki mm. creates the multiverse. What Strange does here opens this world up to the other dimensions. So the, mm. the, the dimensions are, you know, the, the multiverse is created in Loki, but they, they can't blend into each other. They, you know, they're all different branches heading in, in the same direction. This, I think, opens up a, a porthole, uh, a wormhole that allows different characters, uh, different people to, uh, to fall through. That's what I think is happening. That's probably a helpful way to think about it. I'm not sure it's quite that clear cut because otherwise, again, you've got to have had large amounts of differing evolution in the first place to have all of those Lokis. So, you know, there have to have been anyway, but I don't, I can't, I can't think about it all again. It'll give me a headache. But my point I was about to say was um, that I think this proves the theory that was going around during the TV shows and especially during Loki that they continue to want to make sure that you can absolutely follow any of these films without having seen a single one of the TV shows. That makes sense. So if you haven't seen Loki, then you still know that, oh, Doctor Strange did the thing. And now- Yeah, the, and the, it opened up, up a multiverse. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Um, and when the multiverse was opened up in Loki, I don't think it was one of those things that had a momentous impact on our world. I don't think there was a moment where- you know, Doctor Strange shuddered and shivered and went, oh, what is that? There's a multiverse. I think it was just okay. something that that happened. And because it's happening simultaneously, it's, you know, happening in the past, present and future. Mm. 
I don't think it's something that's happening from this moment on. It's not happening from the moment that... It might always have been this way, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, let's move on to Peter's falling. And Doctor Strange is after him uh, to catch mm-hmm. him, presumably. Unless it's Mephisto, in which case he's not. Uh, but it's not. Uh, this is really cool. This is a really cool shot of New York folding in on itself. So mm-hmm. are they into the mirror dimension now? Um, what do you think is going on there? What do, what do you think is happening in that scene with Doctor Strange and Spidey? Um, I, I'm not sure, but I think I like that if, like you're saying, it's connecting the dots between those characters. And I think if you think of any Marvel film, when you think of cities folding in on themselves and just like trippy visual weirdness, that harks right back to uh, the, the first Doctor Strange film. So it feels like a nice marriage of, it feels like Spidey entering the the sort of Strangerverse, if anything, rather than Doctor Strange entering into uh, Peter's world. Yeah, I mean that 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 city folding in on itself could still be Strangian powers in this in the way that we've seen in his film, rather than something new related to the multiverse. I guess mm-hmm. um, it's hard to say. I'm, I'm intrigued that in the next shot with the sort of lightning hitting the whatever cop car, mm-hmm. maybe um, mm-hmm. we can see a Daily Bugle van because, as we all know, websites reporters often have news vans to drive around in. <laughs> it's a it's a powerful website with a must lot. Be. A lot of resources. Uh, you say lightning, Helen. I say electricity. Sure. I think I think this is this is electro. Can you hear this any dubstep is, is in happening. the background for Jamie Foxx's electro? Well, <laughs> <laughs> if we do have electro in this, we do have the Green Goblin. Hmm. There, there's so much opportunity here for them to right the wrongs of previous movies, and I love yeah. most of the Raimi Spider-Man movies, and I like. There's, there's stuff to like about the Amazing Spider-Man movies, not least of which is that Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone uh, duo at its centre. But Electro is something they got horribly wrong. Awesome. And the Green Goblin's costume is something they got horribly wrong. So fingers crossed. I mean, it's it's a bit yellower is the only thing than Electro was in that film. He was very blue. No, but he was very he was like blue light rather than yellow light. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's my only yeah. non-Electro piece of evidence. I like his costume in the comics. I realise that it could be really, really ridiculous in in a, in a comic very, book movie. Very, very silly, yeah. Very, very silly. He's wearing lightning bolts on his face, like 3D lightning <laughs> bolts. But my God, why can't you have a storyline where a cosplayer gets powers? And, and what and is phase look four, fabulous? but the phase of comics accurate costumes, you know? Now's yeah. the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Make it happen, you cowards. All right, so I think this might be uh, Electro. Let me okay. cut to Doctor Strange. Strange on a train. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's trying to kill Peter Parker's enemies. Peter Parker's trying to kill Doctor Strange's enemies. No one's going to know it was them. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, this is a train traveling through a canyon? Yes. Okay. Of which there are none, to the best of my knowledge, in New York City. So they're now in Arizona? There is flying floating stuff around it, which also is not on any train that I've ever been on. It looks like the sure, train from like Solo. Sure, but that's like Doctor Strange folding things. That's fine, you know. Uh, that's that's him. That's him producing duplicates of the train, ooh. isn't it? Yeah. And and closing them in. See, this is the thing. He's closing. He seems to be closing them in around Peter. So that's my thing. That there seems to be some sort of adversarial. So here's a question. Here, does he not know that Peter is Spider Man either, or does he not know that Spider Man is a goodie? Would that not follow from his spell and what he said about it? Well, then even he forgets who Spider-Man yeah. is? Yeah. And then what, so Spider-Man's like, hey, you 
did a spell and you've forgotten who I was. And then his immediate response is to go to Arizona, try and kill him with a train. I mean, look, I'm not saying there aren't some <laughs> holes in the theory, but like... <laughs> no, it's a good theory. It's, it's probably... It's, it's, in fact, it is. I've decided a lot better than my Mephisto theory. In fact, here, I'm going to throw one more theory in. This has just occurred to me, which is the idea that... You know, I, I keep looking at that title. I keep looking at No Way Home and wondering what that means. And I wonder if, you know, we've we've thought all along that the other multiverse characters, the Andrew Garfields and Tobey Maguire's and Willem Dafoe's and Jamie Foxx's will be drawn to our Earth, the MCU Earth. And I wonder if maybe it's not as simple as that, that perhaps when the spell goes awry, that Peter and Doctor Strange are actually transported somewhere else to perhaps the the earth of Tobey Maguire and Willem Dafoe and then they're they are stranded with no way home and they have to find a way to work together what with Strange actually forgetting who Peter Parker is and figure out a way to get back home and maybe along the way they bump heads with Spider-Man villains and they maybe pick up alliances with Spider-Men as well Listen, I don't know. It's a, it's a possibility. I'm flying blind here, but uh, I'm going to add one more theory to the pot. But there you go. See, so then we have Doctor Strange on another train, and Peter is on another one still, <laughs> and there's lots of funky stuff. Now, this is some... What is this? What is this train track? I think that the, the train track is not as folded as the train, maybe. Oh, the train track. Okay, yeah, they are beginning to fold. You can see in there. Yeah. There's one, yeah. two, and three. Okay. So something's happening here, because there doesn't seem to be any other bad guys here or anyone else for them to fight. So this does seem like a uh, a strange versus Spider-Man situation going on. This looks like an incredible roller coaster that I want to be on right now. <laughs> yeah. Given that they finished filming last week, <laughs> honey kidding, but not, not, not too much. They didn't finish filming too long ago. The effects are really good. Mm. Really good. Uh, right. So the problem is you trying to live two different lives, says Doctor Strange. Now, here he is doing that classic thing that the you know classic thing that's happened a couple of times in the movies, where he punches Peter out of Spider-Man's body, so Peter's spirit out of Spider-Man's body. Peter here, as Spidey, is holding a box. Speculate. It looks like some kind of magic box. It looks like a toaster. It looks like a magic toaster. <laughs> the- this is it, folks. This is the quality of <laughs> speculation like that you got. It's a, it looks like a magic box. It looks like a toaster. It gets you toast exactly how you imagine it in one second. Wow. Is it like the talkie toaster from Red Dwarf? Maybe. Oh, no. That would be bad. That would be bad. Um, okay. Well, while we're speculating, look sure. at this dog in the background. Isn't that a good dog? Oh, that's a good <gasps> They're dog. They're all good dogs. Look at that lovely dog. I wonder if the dog can see Peter Parker's spirit. Probably not, no. <laughs> but how cool of a power is that, by the way? I love that that's just generally part of Doctor Strange's power set, that he just, like, punts people's souls right out of their bodies, sends them <laughs> on an astral projection trip. Technically, it's the first time he's done it, isn't it? It was the, um, the, ancient, was the ancient one, that's one her. twice that's, before. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So maybe he is the Sorcerer Supreme... Mm, or maybe mm. he's just learning. Maybe, mm, yes. Like the raptors testing the fences. And it also shows that Peter's image of himself is Peter Parker and not Spider-Man, you know, which is nice. Is that what it, I don't is that what it is? That yeah. they punch the image of yourself out? I thought they just punched you out and that's what A you bit are. I mean in, okay. in terms of Hulk, you know. Yeah, when when Ancient One punched Hulk and didn't Banner come out? Yeah. Yeah, but that's Banner, Banner is Banner, and Banner is inside Hulk. Oh God, we're getting the OnlyFans territory again. Uh, right, so now we have we're we're on a bridge now. 
not the same bridge that most of Deadpool took place on. You'd be you'd be glad to know no. a different bridge, nor the and same one as the end of Avengers. Yeah, yes, there are many different bridges around New York. Uh, Twenty one, <laughs> in fact, <laughs> according to the the popular film. Uh, so. Here we see once again Peter Parker, and he is back in that weird Iron Spider costume from uh, Infinity War. Yeah. So a lot of costume changes here. A lot of costume changes, a lot of different suits. You have to wonder why. Is it because there are lots of different Spider-Men to wear them? Specifically, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. I mean, is it though? Maybe it is. Who knows? Oh yeah, what if some of these Spider-Man shots are... Um, Maguire or Garfield, but in current Tom Holland universe Spidey suits. That's crazy. Maybe mm-hmm. there are shots of the others in here, and we just don't know That's it yet. We just don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God, just don't anywhere. even know, man. They could be anywhere, Ben. Don't look now, but Tobey Maguire is literally behind you. Oh my God. Don't, he's Please been there for don't. some time, Ben. Toby, take mercy. He's staring at the screen. Please it's don't. really quite unnerving. Please oh don't God, kill Ben, me. No. It's my birthday, Toby. Please no. <laughs> Not today. Yes, I, I forgot. I forgot. I arranged for Toby to come round as a special birthday surprise. Like, oh, that's exciting! Forgot. I wish this oh, was no. terrifying. Only fans to cameo. <laughs> oh yeah, cameo is much much better, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I got Adam Richard to record my uh, my wife a a cameo message for her fortieth birthday. Uh, nice. And believe me, if that had been an OnlyFans, it would have been a lot more expensive. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Doctor Strange is basically saying, hey, don't mess with the multiverse, it's bad. And the longer you mess with the multiverse, the 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 longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. We see her happy for the first time, happy, who doesn't look happy. No. Because he is uh, surrounded by cops uh, in some sort of burning place. Um, that's as much as I can give you folks. And here is what I think is the Sandman. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you don't think that's a rock in the middle of the screen? No. You think it's a sandy pile of person? The, yes. The, 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 I think the, the sandy this mound looks like it has a fist. On, yes. Just next yeah, to where it okay. says dangerous? Is well, that, no, no, that's, is, that's Spider-Man. That's Spidey. Oh, oh is so it? Let me, let me just, let me just uh, freeze frame it for you a little bit more here, or I'll try and move it on a little bit, bit like the uh, Sapruta footage. So this is Electro, I think, and he is... Well, maybe it's just a pile of rock. <laughs> Who knows? But I suspect that this is Sandman. And here you see, you can clearly see this is a, a Spider-Man it's, here. If you go okay. up from there, is that, is that a person at the top of it? Who like knows? Like where your cursor is now. Yes. Is that a person? Yeah. Could well be. I think it, it might well just be, be a puff mm. of yeah. puffness. All right. Uh, so cause some, someone said that they saw the lizard in this trailer, and I have not seen the lizard. I wonder if the... In that earlier shot, you just paused with the big uh, puff of sand, let's call it, in the middle with the lightning coming in from the left. If what you're identifying there is Spider-Man, someone has identified as a lizard arm. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Because it could look like scales almost, so maybe people have gone for that. I see, yeah, I see. Speculation again? I do not know. All right. So, But then we come to the the money shots of the trailer, so to speak. And um, again, not in an OnlyFans uh, type of way, but in a Spider-Man, only... Only man's kind of way. Um, Only Spider-Man's kind of way. So this is, uh, again, we're on this bridge, and then we see a very familiar pumpkin (gasps) bomb rolling towards us, and it is accompanied by a cackle that can only come from Willem Dafoe. Yes. Who is clearly not Willem Dafoe in this situation. So it looks like Norman Norman Osborn is back. 
I've heard rumors that he may even be the main bad guy. I don't Ooh. know, but this definitely seems to be the Sinister Six. Golly. It's exciting. But I, I, I don't know why. Obviously, we'd, we'd heard about Alfred Molina. We'd heard about Jamie Foxx as Electro. I don't think I'd heard anything about Willem Dafoe coming back as, as the Goblin. And... I mean, this is maybe for one of the first times, like something coming back from a thing that I grew up on um, in a way that's like, oh, this is extremely exciting. And I can see why people lose their shit over all this this stuff all the time. Uh, obviously, yeah. that, we've had a decade or so of 80s things coming back. But some of the things I, I grew up and loved, but there's a difference in something that was kind of coming out as you were growing up and, and the late 90s and early noughties revival stuff. Oh, it is getting me. It is getting me in a big way. I'm very excited for for the return of of Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe specifically, because ah, they did not do a great job of that in Amazing Spider Man. But those those Raimi Spider Man <laughs> movies, like they were absolutely huge for me. The first one came out when I was 11, yeah. and it was like this is incredible. This is everything. Can we make him stop. <laughs> I mean, it, I thought this was his big birthday, and he'd stop being super young, and now he isn't. <laughs> Stopping. He's only getting worse. Never stop. Never stopping. He's getting older. The sad thing is, he's not catching us up. We're oh. we're we're keeping pace with him at exactly the <laughs> same is, rate. This is terrifying. But yes, I mean, you're right on everything, Ben. Apart from you know your youth, but you are correct. And uh, mm. and yeah, if it is a sort of sinister six thing, uh, this is a really interesting way of doing it. I wonder if this is a way for for Sony to you know recoup some of that effort they put into a potential Sinister Six film, which <sighs> I always thought was a very bad idea, but having the Sinister Six in a film is a totally fine idea. So maybe this can work. I somebody said on Twitter today that uh, you know, in order to understand essentially Spider-Man 3, you're gonna to have to have seen Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man mm-hmm. 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of homework <laughs> to be doing. But on the other hand, I think people have seen those and will get who these guys are. I think I think you're right about that. And of course, it's not as much homework as, for example, ahead of Avengers Endgame, having to watch <laughs> Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, Avengers Assemble, Iron mm-hmm. Man Et 3, yeah. Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then, of course, finishing up with Captain Marvel. You you know, that would be, that's, I mean, that's your homework right there. Now I'll do it backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, I, I'm I'm on board with this. I think this is a, a genius way of doing a Sinister Six. If this is indeed the way that if this is indeed the way they're doing it, and if this is indeed the Sinister Six, because you know it might not be. They might also be encountering them one or two at a time, as the the bridge scene seems to suggest. We don't know, but you know, I was thinking about how it would be difficult to do a Sinister Six movie in the past and create that emotional connection with. Peter Parker and with Spider-Man. And I think if they are doing this and if they are somehow having all these bad guys from different dimensions and different universes come together to form a Sinister Six to take down not just one Peter Parker, but several Peter Parkers, then you already have that emotional backstory sketched in and it's really quite clever. So you already have a connection between Tobey Maguire and obviously Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina, you already have a connection between Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx. And if they use any of those other villains, Paul Giamatti, Risa Vance, it'll be 
very interesting to see if that, that happens. You have a connection, obviously, between the Fulger and Mysterio and, and Tom Holland. Now, of course, on the bridge, it does seem that Alfred Molina is saying hello, Peter, to Tom Holland. He might not be, though. He might not be. You never know. Misdirection. Maybe Mysterio put together this trailer. But let's just quickly go through who we think we know is in the film. So Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, mm. Jamie Foxx as Electro. That leaves three more spaces as far as I can see. Yeah. I don't think there's a new bad guy in this. I think this is all going to be bad guys we've seen before. So what are we saying? Risa Fans as a lizard? Are we saying the Sandman? Are we saying... Vulture? Vulture. Uh, yeah, I think I think there's a good chance that Fulcher might be in this movie, uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, so that would be interesting. And I, I'm still not 100% convinced that Mysterio is as dead as he likes us to believe. Yeah, yeah, misdirection is his whole thing. So, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we shall see what we can see. But the, the last shot, the shot that really, I think, got everyone absolutely nuts. So there, is this a George Washington Bridge or they're heading towards a George Washington Bridge? I can't tell. It says George Washington Bridge and Newark, New Jersey on yeah. the street sign. So hmm. we cut to black and then we hear Dr. Strange's voice saying, be careful what you wish for Parker. Doesn't say Peter. He says Parker. Mm. Why? Because he's established that Parker, <laughs> Peter calling him Stephen is weird. So maybe they settled on surnames like their old English public school boys. Okay. Yeah, possibly. Or it might not be Dr. Strange or... You're correct, and he doesn't know who Peter Parker is, and serve, therefore he's being kind formal. of yeah. formal with him. Maybe yeah. so. Uh, and then we have the shot that went that drove everyone nuts, which is a very familiar mechanical tentacle comes out of the uh, the, the the smoke, crushes the ground, and then Alfred <gasps> Bloody Molina <gasps> slightly maybe you know had some CG work done. There. I think there's been some de-aging here. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's no question about it, but he still looks damn good. Yeah, he does. And he simply says, hello, Peter. And uh, then Peter goes into the Iron Spider costume and I need to change my pants. And and, and do we think, because the, the shot of the goblin bomb was also mm-hmm. seen to be part of that bridge sequence. So do we yes. think yes. That, that goblin and Doc Ock are both part of that? One yes. sequence, that's kind of mind-blowing. Oh my God, this is going to be so yeah, good. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, listen, I'm tremendously excited about this. And I think I, I I was thinking about why this is connecting with me in a way that we, we've seen Shang-Chi now. We've all seen Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We're going to save a review for next week. It's really, really good, mm. folks. It's really, really good. Um, I think we can. I think we can say that. Yes. Uh, and I think we're all pretty much on the same page on it as well. But this has hit me in a way that I don't think anything really has in Phase 4, in just this trailer alone, and I, in terms of the big movie stuff. And I, I was thinking about why that is. I think it's because it's the first one that really feels that it's progressing the story of the MCU in a really interesting way. And we don't know what Eternals is. We don't know how Eternals is going to factor into everything. We, you know, Shang-Chi from the off was setting itself up as something very, very different to everything we've seen before and something that was almost developing alongside the MCU in a way. We're not going to get into details or spoilers 
believe me. Right, not right now, anyway. Not right now. We, we will in a couple of weeks' time in our spoiler special. Black Widow was a prequel and was always a prequel and therefore didn't really feel like it was impacting anything in a great way. This feels like it is. This feels like it is potentially huge, huge ramifications and repercussions for what may come in the future. And I think that's one of the reasons, apart from digging into the nostalgia element of it all, I think that's one of the reasons why this feels exciting to me and it feels like an event to me in a way that nothing has in the MCU since, you could argue, Far From Home, but certainly since Endgame. It feels like the the biggest MCU property since Endgame. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd just clarify, because I, I don't think I'm correcting you. I think I'm adding to what you just said, okay. is that all of those things you mentioned may well have ex- huge repercussions for the MCU in in yep. the time to come. We're True. just saying it hasn't been clear yet how they move the, the wider yeah. meta story along. So mm-hmm. we're not saying they're not part of the meta story. Obviously, please don't write in and give us shit. Um, <laughs> just that they're they're setting up other things that will tie in eventually, but they do not mess- massively tie in yet. Oh, in yeah, I'm not saying those things to. are inconsequential in any yeah, way, yeah. shape, or form. And, and certainly once you see the movie, you'll see that they're not and exactly. that they have, they have, they'll have a huge impact on the MCU going forward. But in terms of the things that we have, when exactly. I'm, so I'm talking about the trailers, and the, the trailer for this has, has got me in a way that I don't think anyone, anything really since Endgame has got me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it all feels vital and it all feels important. And I'm, I'm even thinking about next year now, because next year is going to be bananas. You know, in Multiverse of Mountains, uh, then you have Thor, Love and Mountains. And then, yep. of course, you have Black Panther, Mountains Forever. And Love I think the, we have another one, don't we, next year? There's four. Is it is, Quantum is Mount- the Marvels next Tenia? year? Or is that year after? Is the Marvels next year? I think the Marvels is next year. Quantumania is Quantumania next year. What that would make more sense. That's further yeah. along, right? Uh. They're all they're all kind of shooting now. Those those two, um, but yeah. So you got huge, great, big, heavy hitters next year, and that might be it as well. That you know, Black Widow we knew was bowing out. Shang Chi and the Eternals are introducing new characters that we haven't hooked onto or connected with yet, and this is Spider Man and Doctor Strange and. Doc Ock and Green Goblin and things that, you know, characters that have really meant a lot to us. I think that's one of the reasons why I've, I've glommed onto it a bit more, just mm-hmm. in the hope as well that they can add some of that trademark humour ultimately down the line. It's a proper event movie. It's it's the third Spider-Man film for a Spider-Man that I think we all really love this incarnation. It is the return of exciting people. It's the dangling threads from from uh, Far From Home in terms of, oh shit, his identity is out. It's also tying into all the MCU future. I think for, for casual people and for MCU diehards alike, it's like, oh, big new Spider-Man film in a way that I, I guess I've really enjoyed all the Marvel stuff over the last kind of year that, that we've had new things coming out. But this one feels like a big event, maybe for the first time mm. since Endgame. I'm just I'm just really, really interested to see how fast those, for Fox's sake, uh, mugs sell out because oh my anecdotally, God, yeah. they seem to be going like hotcakes right now. <laughs> Absolutely. They're good foxes, Brad. 14 <laughs> out of 10. 14 out of 10 for the fox, 14 out of 10 for the dog that can see Peter Parker's spirit, and 14 out of 10 for the Spider-Man No Way Home teaser trailer. How long do we do? An hour? Christ almighty. Imagine <laughs> what we'll you. do if they have a, when, they, when they bring the trailer out with Mephisto and Reed Richards. Oh my God, it's going to be huge. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening, uh, because that is it for our Spider-Man No Way Home epic trailer breakdown. Join us on Friday for the regular Empire podcast, and it is our farewell to our beloved leader, Terry White. So uh, tune in for that one. Do people tune in for podcasts? Okay. 
Good stuff. Uh, but until we meet again, until that auspicious occasion, until then, it is goodbye from my two colleagues of such lethal cunning squad cast names, Spider-Man, work from home, Helen O'Hara. Toodaloo. And Doctor Strange in the Spider-Verse of Badness, Ben Travis. Toby, you can come out now. Come and do the pictures. Yep, yeah, we're done. Okay, cool. I'll be there in a sec. <laughs> Bye. Watch out. Andrew Garfield stuck to your window. Oh, no, that's just a Garfield. Oh, damn it. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me, Dr. Really Freaking Strange. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm off to sing Happy Birthday to Ben. <clears throat> Benny boy, Benny boy, happy birthday to Benny boy. Have a cake, have a slice, have another, ain't it nice? Look out. The carbs will get you, Ben. Trust me. Welcome to your 30s, motherfucker. Oh, shit. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.